Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human podcast. I'm your host, Jen Rulon. Some people may know me as Coach Jen. Well, today's podcast, I titled it My Aha Moment of Being Done with the Ironman Triathlons. And I should elaborate that it wasn't just one aha moment. It was definitely a buildup of moments. I know there's a lot of people out there that are trying to figure out if they're done with something certain that might be, whether that's done with Ironmans, whether that's done with a job, whether that's done with a relationship, whether that's done shutting down a business, whether that's done drinking. There's a lot of ideas or thoughts that go through the head before you actually say, I'm done. Prime example, for me to move down to Costa Rica, it wasn't like, all right, I'm going, I'm selling everything. I'm going to Costa Rica. Not at all. It was a long process. And that will be another podcast. Same with the stop drinking. That's going to be another podcast. But today I want to share with you my aha moments of being done with Ironman triathlons. And let's be real. I think I'm done with triathlons. At one point, I thought I'd go back to the sprints, but sort of liking where I'm at today. So let's begin. It was in 2019. I signed up for Ironman Florida. And during this time, so Florida's beginning of November, and I was invited to speak at the Endurance Coaching Summit by Training Peaks in Boulder, Colorado in September. And so I went there and did a, a couple talks for them and for that summit, which was amazing. But the keynote speaker that year was Stacy Sims. And if you follow Stacy, Stacy talks a lot about endurance. She talks a lot about nutrition and she talks about helping women specifically. And Stacy's, Stacy was talking about if you are perimenopausal, meaning if you are slightly before menopause, then women, you need to start rethinking your brain and not doing long, slow distance stuff and start lifting heavy shit. And I heard that and I was like, what? So side note, back to 2017, when I went to the Ironman World Championship, I was perimenopausal. I was having these hot flashes in the middle of the night and I thought, ah, it's just training. You know, I went from Ironman Matcha Blonde eight weeks later, I'm doing you know, Hawaii, it's just my training. It's just my training. Yeah. So we'll talk about that 
for women later on with some of the guests that I have coming up about the menopausal aspects of things. Anyways, so when I heard Stacy say this, I thought to myself, huh, could this technically be my last Ironman? Could Ironman Florida be my last Ironman? So during the week of training peaks, there was a lot of drinking going on. And I remember waking up that Saturday to go home and I thought, oh, I got a terrible headache. I probably had too many glasses of wine. We were celebrating the Endurance Coaching Summit, blah, blah, blah. Fly back. I think I had a drink on Sunday. And then Monday I wake up and I thought to myself, what am I doing? Like, here you are six weeks away from potentially your last Ironman. Have you ever thought about just not drinking during your racing? Because I would, I had alcohol and we'll talk about how I completely stopped drinking alcohol at another podcast. And that will be later on this year because I'll be celebrating my four years of being sober. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. So I thought to myself, well, it's six weeks. I can stop drinking for six weeks. This, that makes total sense. So I, was working with my coach, uh, Brandon Marsh. I don't know if Brandon's still coaching, but I'll post his information below. I also worked with, or and I'm still working with Coach Michaela Smith for the n- nutrition side. She really helped me chime in about nutrition for a lot. And I will interview her because I think what she taught me about nutrition has played a huge role to who I am today. So I worked with her. I worked with Brandon and I stopped drinking alcohol. Now, also during this time, I was asked to go to Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii in 2019 as a social media manager for iCore. And iCore is still around. I will post that information in the show notes as well. iCore uh, uses CBD, but no THC. It's a recovery drink. I need to order some and bring it back down to Costa Rica because I miss those little, I miss those little shots every once in a while. And then I work for them. And then I work for Tricerina as well, which uh, Stephanie is no longer in business, but uh, she does a great job. She did a great job with uh, SPF protection for triathletes. Anyways, so I went to Kona during my time of getting ready for Ironman Florida, which is crazy because here I was not drinking. And if you've been to Kona as a spectator or as a, as a business person, you don't, you don't worry about racing. You don't worry about anything. You party it up, man. Like you go there and it is a party every single night. There's a party that's called Thank God I'm not racing Hawaii. There's a party and people just get slammed, right? It's the thing to do. If you're not racing and you're working, you're there living it up. And that might have changed. I don't know. But that was the thing to do. So here I was going to all these parties, doing all these events with Icor, with Tricerina. I wasn't drinking, y'all. I did not drink. But what I did do is I had like a little, uh, like a tumbler with some ice, sparkling water, 
in a line to make it look like I was drinking because I didn't want to sit there and explain, oh, well, yeah, I'm four weeks away from Ironman, Florida, might be my last race, blah, blah, blah. I I, I didn't need to do that, right? Because I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. So here I was as a spectator working at Ironman Kona. And then Saturday when I was there and I was doing all the social media for I-Core, for I-Core, I sat there going, oh my God, this race is hard. I forgot how hard this race is or was. And I remember jumping off the plane in 2019 for I-Core and I got so emotional, y'all. I got so emotional because I was like, oh my God, the last time I was here, I was actually doing the race. Like, oh my God. It was a very emotional moment as an athlete, but then as a spectator, I forgot how bloody hard that race is. Ironman Kona has to be, was, was probably one of the hardest races I have ever done. Anyways, so here I am at, at Ironman, at Ironman, uh, Kona, not drinking. And I fly back. I fly back on Saturday. And I felt motivated, though. I felt really motivated just because of the athletes around me, the people around me, everything. I was super motivated because here I was at this point, I was three and a half weeks out, maybe three weeks out to Ironman, Florida. So I was still on track. Training was spot on, not drinking. Eating was spot on. Like everything was to a T, right? And I also know with my weight is that if I can drop to about 129 for me, I'm about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I was 5'9", I think I'm 5'8", but about 129 for me was is a perfect weight for my training. That's where I was at Ironman Montreblanc. I was a little bit heavier at Ironman Kona. I was too low at Ironman Florida in 2018. I was like at 126. Terrible. I had a flat tire, but I think there were so many other factors involved in that 2018. Going into 2019, I was at 129 and I knew that was my prime. So I go to Florida. I drive uh, my stuff and my ex's stuff to Florida. Like that was just the thing that we did. You're living in San Antonio. It's an easy drive. You just jump on I-10 and off you go, right? And to get there, you take it, you take it in two days. You stop just past Mobile, but then when you come home, it's a one, one, one day, one thing. It's a like two stops, three stops max just to get your butt back home to San Antonio. Anyways, at least that's how it was in my brain. So I drove all our stuff, got everything set up, right? Got, got the package, all that fun stuff. And I remember just having a lot of, downtime with myself because at that point my ex flew in I think on that no not that Saturday that Thursday evening because then we had to drop all of our stuff off on Friday the race was on Saturday right and I remember having a lot of moments with myself on the beach I didn't have my phone at all I didn't have any music playing I just started talking to God talking to the universe and just really asking like what am I supposed to be doing here I am, potentially, this might be my last race. This might be my last race. I don't know. But this is race number 15 for me. Who 
who knows what's going to happen during the race? Like anything can happen, right? On that swim, that bike and the run. So I just had a lot of conversations with God and I just knew that something was going to happen for me. Now, prior to my training, I still remember, I used to do this all the time in years. In front of my house, I would cross my imaginary finish line and I hear, I would hear Mike Riley say, Jen Verlon, you are an Ironman. And I raise my hands up in the air and I would just be like, yes. And I still remember hearing Mike Riley say to me, Jen Rulon, at a time of 1046.23, you are an Ironman. And I go, oh my God, like 10, where did that number come from? 1046.23. I have no idea where that number came from. Now it's probably me figuring out like what I, what I can potentially do for the swim, the bike and the run and the transitions, right? So we get to race day and I, I should have looked it up. I didn't look it up, but I can post it below in the show notes. But I think my swim was maybe a 115, 120 because my best time was a 113 at Ironman Montreblanc. So the ocean swim is a little bit harder for me. So maybe 115, 120, which is about average. Uh, transitions, I try to do under 10 minutes for both of them combined. My bike was probably like a 535, 545 thereabout. But this is where what happens for me, my run. My run's my jam, which is so ironic because y'all know if you watched episode three of the solo po- of my solo podcast, I hated running. I hated running growing up. But I knew going into Ironman Florida, I'm like, bam, I got this. Now, in 2019, Ironman Florida was the original course. It's changed now where you swim at the pier and then with the run, you don't go into the park anymore. So it was pretty much 10K out, 10K back, 10K out, 10 10K back. You'd go through neighborhoods and then you would go through, you'd go to the park, you'd turn around at the park and you'd come back. And I remember running down that first mile, mile and a half. And I turned right. And if you remember, you remember. I turned right and it was surf, surf drive because at surf drive, I looked out to the ocean and I saw the golf and I thought to myself, huh? All right, God, I got, I got a question for you. I need, I need two. I have two thoughts. I have two ideas for you. And you just got to let me know what, what path I'm taking. First path is that I cross the finish line to Ironman, Florida, and I place first or second in my age group, and I qualify to Kona, and I go to Kona in 2020. Or number two, I cross the finish line to Ironman, Florida. I have the best freaking race of my life. Doesn't matter what place I'm in, and I'm done. I'm retired from Ironman triathlons. I'm retired. So had that had that conversation with God, my higher power, the universe, at a mile and a half. I get so here I am running and I look at my clock and I look at my watch and I at mile two, I'm like, oh shit. I'm running eight minute miles. How I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hold this. And I'm like, you know what? It might be your last race. You don't know. 
if it's not your last race, you're going to go to Kona, right? Just go all out. Just push it. So I was clocking eights, 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 eight tens, eight fifteens, like consistently. And my nutrition was on. Like everything that I was doing was spot on. And my mind was like, yes, you got this. Yes, you're making this. And I remember getting to mile 13. This is when you grab your, uh, your, your transition bag or your T2 bag, not your T2 bag, your, um, special needs bag. And I remember grabbing my stuff and I see the most beautiful mouthwash bottle that my friend Dawn English shared. That's like, Oh yeah, got to take mouthwash for you to rinse out your mouth because you get so much sugar on your mouth and it's disgusting. Anyways. I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I got it. Yes. So I take it in, swish it, you know, spit it out, keep the rest because about mile 21, 22, you still have that same nasty stuff in your teeth, right? So I felt rejuvenated and I felt alive. And I remember coming out of that special needs and going back out to number to, you know, lap number two. And I remember seeing, you know, just smiling and, and I had my, my Sunto flat bill hat on, my Rulon racing, my my Roke, my Roka aviators on, and I remember smiling at everybody. And this guy goes to me, he goes, "How do you look so hot when you're at what lap are you on?" I'm like, "I'm going out to number two. He's like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, like you know, talk about a boost, man. That was amazing boost, right?" So I'm out there and I'm like smiling. And, um, I get out to, you know, I get out to the, to the park. And I remember seeing a good friend of mine from base, Jay. And I go, Jay, this sucks. He's like, Jen, you just have to make it to that turnaround in the park and you're going home. And I'm like, Oh shit, Jay, this hurts. This hurts. He goes, I know. He goes, you got it. You got it. And at this point, I also found out that my ex, DNF and it broke my heart, right? Cause I was like, Oh my God, I know he's been training as hard as I have. Like it just breaks your heart when you see somebody that you love and that you care about, like DNF, right? Like that just hurt, you know? And so I remember saying to Jay, I'm like, well, my ex didn't finish. And he's like, it's fine. He's like, you're good. This is your race now. Like you got this, right? So I remember getting to the turnaround in the park. And I remember seeing this one girl and, oh my God, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. If you're out there and you're listening, reach out to me and uh, we'll, t- I know we've, we've chatted about this, but she, we get out of the park and she's like, come on, Jen, let's go. You've been pushing me. I've been pushing you. I've been following you all along. And of course I look at her, her number on her calf, right? She was like 32 and I was like, different age group. We're good, you know? So I get to the base tent and I see Jay again and I'm like, Jay, this effing hurts. He's like, Jen, you got it. You're almost home. You need to push it. And at that point, I think you're at mile 22, I believe. So I'm sitting there cruising and I'm, and this girl and I are going back and forth. And like, at you know, at one point you get, at that point, you're just getting to aid station to aid station to get whatever you need. This time I'm drinking Coke. 
I am taking none of my first endurance stuff because by this time I'm like, I'm done. Also, I go grab the mouthwash at mile 23. And I'm like, oh my God, game changer. Go in there, swish it out, grab my water. Didn't, didn't take any Gatorade at that time. Like I just was like, nope, I cannot do Gatorade. So I did water. I did Coke. And I think I had a couple of gels or cliff shot or not cliff shots, but the blocks. And I do ginger because ginger is so good on the, my belly. Right. So I get to mile 23 and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm at a 5k. I got a 5k left. And I see the girl and she starts walking and I'm like, come on, come on, girl. We got this. We got this. Right. And my, her name's going to come to me. And all of a sudden I'm like at mile 24. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Water Coke, water Coke, water Coke. Get to mile 24. I get to mile 25 aid station. I take a swig of Coke, swish it in my mouth, spit it out. I'm like, I'm going home. I am going home. And her and I kept going back and forth. Like, she's like, come on, Jen. Come on, Jen. I was like, come on. You know, like, uh, is it Alicia? Oh, I don't remember. Anyways, we kept going back and forth, going back and forth. And I remember going and I remember like turning around um, the gift shops there. That's that's always in Ironman, Florida, going around and turning down that down that road and seeing the finish line and going, oh, my God. I may have had the best race of my life. I have no idea where I'm at. I knew like time-wise I was good. And I remember, I don't even think I saw my mom or my mother-in-law or my my husband. I, I didn't, but I did see Mike Riley. And I looked it up to, up to him and I hear him say, Jen Rulon, you are an Ironman. And I looked at him, I gave him, I blew him the biggest kiss because we're friends. We know each other. And I raised my hands and I just dropped. And there's a video of me and I literally dropped my head in my hands. And I just started crying because I knew I had one of my best race of my life. I had one of the best race of my life. And I see, I think it's Alicia. And I see Alicia and we just like hugged. I was like, thank you so much. Like that was amazing. And, And we got some photos together and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, doing the shaking with the shaking walk and and all that stuff. And all of a sudden I see my mom, my mother-in-law and my husband. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just had the best freaking race of my life. That was insane. Like, oh, my God, my run. I think I clocked like a 340, something like that. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, and then I said to my mom, I'm like, oh, do you have the app? You know, and I'm sitting there like, you know, like this, like wanting to throw up because I didn't know what I wanted. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. And um, I I said to my mom, I said, oh, my God, what was my time? I have no idea. Like, what what, what did I do? And she said, you did a 1046.47. I go, excuse me? She said, yes, a 1046.47. And I said, mom? Y'all, I said to myself, I was going to do a 10.46.23. And they go, what? I said, what was my place? What was my age group placing? They go, seven. Okay, I'm done. They go, what do you mean? I go, I'm done with Ironmans. That was my last race. They go, what? I'm done. 
don't need to do it anymore. So then the next morning, I look back on the tracker, right? Or on the app, still in seventh place. I had a PR to the Ironman Florida course. I had a PR to Ironman. That was my best race ever. Two, four, three, four on the clock. Two, three, four for me is a big um, number for change and coming down to Costa Rica. I woke up that next day. It's like, okay, let's go get some food. Let's go to Waffle House. Let's gorge. And my ex said to me, do you want to go to the uh, the award ceremony? I said, no. He's like, what? He said, no, I didn't podium and I'm not going to Kona. He's like, you're serious. I said, yeah, I'm done. Never looked back. Never looked. And the crazy thing about this all, y'all, is that that next day, I was supposed to drive back to Texas. And I said to my ex, I go, I think I need to stay because he flew back. I said, I think I need to stay an extra day because I'm like, oh, my God, 30 years. I've been thinking about triathlons, thinking about Ironmans. And in 10 hours, 46 minutes and 47 seconds, the 30 years is done. I don't regret being done with Ironman triathlons at all. It was honestly one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself. And I'll talk more about the spiritual side of things as I started learning about things myself, right? But that aha moment was me talking to my God, my higher power, the universe, whatever you call it, and giving me an answer. And that answer was, you've done 15. You don't need to do any more. You've PR'd. You've been to Kona. And it was the most beautiful moment of my life. And guess what was all along that run during that journey? Butterflies. Of course it was. It was Grandpa. There you go. If you are loving the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast, all I ask is that you like, share, make comments wherever you can make comments, whether that's on YouTube, whatever podcast platform you might be listening to. And as we say in Costa Rica, Pura Vida and Ciao.